What's up? Welcome back to the On The Ball. I went to Sacramento on a mission trip with my church. So, I hadn't, I mean, I hadn't even been in, in the stack. Um, today, I want to talk about free agency. NBA free agency started yesterday at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. And, you know, there is nothing like NBA free agency. Like, no other sports league in America has, like, no, no other sports league's free agency period. It's quite like the NBA. I mean, the NBA free agency, it's like a whole a whole other season of its own. Like, it is insane. And I want to talk about uh, what went down yesterday um, and what has gone down today. First thing I want to talk about is the Brooklyn Nets. So, they signed Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Um, I don't know the specifics of their deal. I have a free agent tracker pulled up right now. Um, but I do know they took less money or less than the max to allow them to also sign the Andre Jordan. Uh, but these are, um, I like these moves. They're risky moves. Uh, Durant coming off his Achilles injury with a five-year or a four-year $164 million deal. They have to, like, they gotta have faith that he returns to, like, eight, at least, like, 80% of what he was before. Um, they gotta trust that he can be a 20 points per game score again and that he can still produce um, somewhat close to what he was uh, like like he was before the Achilles injury and I mean history just shows us that an Achilles injury is extremely hard to come back from um, and that most players that that suffer Achilles injuries are never the same afterwards so it'll be interesting to see um, how this deal works out for the Nets. They also signed Kyrie Irving, who just had a terrible season with the Celtics. Um, a lot of locker room issues and leadership issues with him. Uh, I wonder how he, how he will blend in with the Nets roster. Um, I actually like that this fit better because the Nets don't have as many promising young players as Boston had. I mean, Boston had uh, Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier, Jason Tatum, um, Gordon Hayward was a star of his own before he broke his leg, um, or before he dis he dislocated his ankle. That's what happened, um, and before his leg injury. And so they had a lot of guys that were trying to eat, trying to get their own shots, uh, trying to get their stats, get their numbers, and they're trying to, you know, do their own thing, try to build their own legacies. Um, and Kyrie just didn't fit well there, but I, I do like his fit a lot better in Brooklyn. So I really, really like that signing. Um, Durant, we'll just have to see. Um, I think that it's worth the risk. It's totally worth the risk if the Nets want to go for a championship right now. Um, I, I mean, I really, I agree that they should definitely have pulled the trigger on this trade. And so, um, four-year, $164 million deal with the Brooklyn Nets. Sorry, I paused for a minute. I think it's great. Yeah, it's like storming at my house. And then Kyrie Irving agreed to a four-year, $141 million deal. Um, it's a lot, but you know, you gotta, if you want to get st like two stars like Durant and Kyrie Irving, you gotta pay for it. Um, I'm, I'm completely fine with the Kyrie deal. A little skeptical about the Durant deal, but I definitely like what they did there with those two signings. Um, on to, go, talk, let, let's go ahead and talk about the, the DeAndre Jordan signing. I know that he's friends with Durant, but that is a long contract. That is a lot of money to be paying DeAndre Jordan. He didn't show that he was worth that kind of money last season. He wasn't that great. Um, I think that signing is like, if I had to grade it, it'd be like in the D, like D to F tier. I don't like that signing at all. Um, 
And I mean, it would have been better if they just used that money to keep guys like Joe Harris or sign some people and keep like kind of use that money for to keep their own roster together or to sign some other guys. Uh, but I don't like that they use that money for the Archer Jordan, who's not even better than Jared Allen. Uh, but that's just my opinion. Now moving on to the New York Knicks, the the big brother of the Brooklyn Nets. The New York Knicks struck out yesterday. They were looking to sign Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and missed out on both. Um, and it was a really rough day for them yesterday. However, um, I there's some things that I like about the Knicks. Um, and although I, I've been clowning them on Twitter, everybody's been clowning them on Twitter. Here's some. Here's I like their future. I'll just say that. Um, they have Dennis Smith Jr. I'm not a huge fan of him, but he's a young player. He's got potential. They have R.J. Barrett, who I think can be a, a really great player in this league. I think he can be a star in the NBA. They also have Kevin Knox, um, who wasn't great last year as a rookie, but I think he has potential as well. Then they have Mitchell Robinson. They just signed um, Julius Randle. Which, I mean, it was a lot of money, $21 million a year, but I really like Julius Randle. I like his fit in New York. I think that was a good spot for him. Um, and although they missed out on Durant, I like how they got a player like Randall who, who I think fits well in their um, with their roster. Who else do they have? Uh, Alonzo Trier. Then they have they'll have a pick in 2020, a first round pick. Then they'll, they'll have a, a first round pick in 2021, and then in, in free agency in 2021, they'll have the ability to create two max slots. So they got a lot. They, there's a lot they can do in the future, and I really like their future. It's bright. Um, what I don't like is their decisions to sign um, like 18 power forwards. They signed Bobby Portis to a two-year, 31 million dollar offer. Don't really love that. And then they signed Todd Gibson for 10 million dollars a year for two seasons. Didn't love that either. I don't know. I don't understand why they made those deals or why they felt the need to sign Todd Gibson at all. Um, but I do like the Julius Randle signing. I think that was good. Um, obviously, they lost the Andre Jordan. Not a big deal. Alright, next, let's talk about the Los Angeles Lakers and and the Los Angeles Clippers. We'll kind of talk about both of them at once. The Lakers are running out of time because Kawhi Leonard, he's waiting um, he hasn't made a decision yet. He's, he's going to take meetings with the Lakers, Clippers, um, and the Raptors. I don't know if he's going to take a meeting with anybody else. Um, and he's waiting. Um, he's not going to make a quick decision. And the Lakers are really, really going to be cutting it close. Because if, if they don't get Kawhi Leonard, um, it's going to be really hard for them to find some really good, reliable free agents. Because Danny Green... Um, he's going to stay in the market until Kawhi decides. Uh, J.J. Reddick's off the market. Seth Curry's off the market. Jeremy Lamb. Terrence Ross. Guys like that are already off the market. So the Lakers are going to be in a really tough spot here um, if they don't get Kawhi Leonard. And they have to try to create a roster with, with a bunch of role players who are good shooters, good 3D guys, guys that can create their own shots uh, for, and for cheap. And if they don't get Kawhi Leonard, like, there's not a whole lot of, of, of those kind of guys out there. So, they really, really, like, in this season, their season, their 20, uh, 2020 or 2019, 2020 season is banking on if Kawhi Leonard goes there or not. Obviously, they'll still be good because they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis 
Um, but since they, they've waited to, on Kawhi's decision, if they don't get him, it'll be really tough for them. Now the Clippers. The Clippers missed out on Kawhi Leonard. They also missed out on guys like Durant. Uh, and uh, any, Was anybody else really seriously considering them? I guess, was Jimmy Butler ever considering going there? I mean, Clay Thompson was considering, but I felt I never felt like that was really realistic at all. I always thought he was going back to Golden State. Um, the Clippers came up empty this year for agency. I mean, they could have really struck gold with Durant and Kawhi Leonard if both of them decided to team up there. Uh, but I, I feel like they probably would have gone to New York just because it's a nicer area. It's a big market. Um... But, I mean, with, with the Clippers' young core of, like, Shamit, Shai Gilgis-Alexander, I mean, they have Jerome Robinson, who got drafted in the lottery last year. He was really bad his, this year's rookie season. Spent some time in the G League, but he's a nice shooter, and I think he has a little bit a little bit of potential in that. If he improves, he can be a, a solid role player. Um, they also have Montrezl Harrell, uh, Zubak, you know, Lou Williams. He's not young. But he's a really, really nice second to third option on it on a playoff team, and he—I mean—he was one of the biggest reasons they, the Clippers even took the Warriors to six games in the playoffs. So um, I really hate it for the Clippers. It would have been really interesting to see um, the Clippers kind of rise to the top of the league if they were able to get Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard, or maybe even just one of them. Uh, but they struck out. And so they'll, they'll have to find a way to just sign guys. Re, they've re-signed Patrick Beverly. What else have they done? Have they done really anything else? I think that's all they've done. Um, they did re-sign Patrick Beverly. However, I don't know if they've done really anything else. Yeah, that's all they've done. They've re-signed Patrick Beverly. Um, so I guess they're just going to have to wait until next season, see what they can do, see what moves they can make, and try to just see if they can... Lure, 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 lure a star to the uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, let's talk about the 76ers. Um, yesterday, I had some mixed emotions on the 76ers and the moves they made. Um, they re-signed Tobias Harris. They traded Jimmy Butler. Did a signing trade. And then they, uh, they signed Al Horford. That's three big moves they made. Did they do anything else? Let's look at this free agent tracker. Um, oh, yes. They re-signed Mike Scott. So that's four big moves by them. And at first, I really hated the moves they made. But for their window, and their window is it's closing. It's really tight. Their championship window. It's like two years, maybe. Um, like a year or two is their window for winning the championship. They traded Jimmy Butler. Apparently, they did. They knew for a while. They knew this this entire season. And they did not want to re-sign Jimmy Butler, um, or I guess I'd say they knew for the second half of the season that they, they did not want to re-sign Jimmy Butler. Um, so they, they decided to re-sign Tobias Harris. They really overpaid for Harris. Um, I don't like the money they gave him. Like, at, to, in my opinion, the max that Tobias Harris is worth. It's around 20 to 25 million dollars. They're paying him like 36 million, which I think is just absolutely ludicrous. Um, that's insane. I think in a, with a, in a bigger role with the 76ers, he can be really nice for them. He's a good shooter, a good scorer, um, and he was an all-star 
caliber player last year. He didn't make the All-Star team, but he was playing at that level um, while he was on the Clippers uh, before he got traded at the trade deadline. Um, so I understand why they wanted him, wanted to bring him back. But like I said, that deal—that's just a lot of money to pay for him. Then the 76ers brought in Al Horford um, on a four-year, $109 million deal. Um, I think there, there's some interesting things they can do with Al Horford next to Joel Embiid. Um, and I like him as a playoff performer. He's really good. He's a good defender, a good rim protector. He can move on the outside. He can spread the floor offensively, or he can score on the inside. So I like what he provides for the 76ers. The only thing is I don't like the four-year deal. Um, I think at, at his, like with him being 33 years old, um, the max I would have given him as a GM is a two-year deal. Um, around $25 million, like a two-year $50 million deal. I think that was fair. Uh, I just don't like paying or giving Al Horford and just committing to four years because at 37 years old, there's no telling um, how how much he's declined, if he's even close to the player he is today. And paying him um, like around 20, is that how, what is this? Hold on, let me do the math. 109. Divided by four. Let's do this. 109 divided by four. You're paying him 27.25 million dollars a year. Uh, paying him that much annually at 36, 37, that's a big risk. Uh, but with their window, with the 76 championship window being this tight and being this just short, um, I understand why they made this move, and so I'm not totally against it. Uh, they also they lost JJ Redick to the Pelicans, uh, but they had to do that. They just—I don't think they had the cap space to keep him. Uh, Pelicans got a good deal with him, and I just—I kind of like what the 76ers did because on draft night they got the dude from Washington. I really forgot his name. Wow, I really forgot his name. Let's look him up. Um, small forward. He's like a three and D kind of guy. He's not a great shooter, but he's a really good defender from Washington. Um, let's look. Philadelphia. 76ers. Philadelphia 76ers. So, um, one thing the 76ers did do with all their moves is they got bigger. Like, they're really big. They have um, Ben Simmons. They have Josh Richardson. They got him in the Jimmy Butler signing trade. They have Al Horford, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris. Um, so, that starting five is huge. I mean, absolutely huge. Um, I don't, I don't know, like, how many teams have the personnel to defend a team with this much size, this much length? I mean, it is really, really crazy. Um, and I really like what the 76ers did in free agency, getting some guys that are not ball, that are not, like, not ball, I don't mean to say that aren't ball dominant, but aren't, like, high ego kind of guys who don't feel the need to, um, take take control of games and be ball dominant and when it, in like clutch moments, kind of like like Jimmy Butler was. It's a nice change of pace going from Jimmy Butler to like resigning Tobias Harris and bringing on Al Horford. I like that switch and character for them, um, and I really really like the signings they made. Um, offensively, it's going to be tough uh, coming up with an, a system that works with with Ben Simmons. Horford and Embiid, unless Ben Simmons, you know, is actually able to shoot next year, um, I think it'll be tough for Brett Brown to, um, you know, draw plays that'll maximize 
their their personnel. Um, because, I mean, like, you can't just keep Horford on the three-point line every play. Like they did with Embiid. I mean, I, I guess they technically can. But I feel like that's not using him correctly. I think I think the, the 76ers should use some sets where they have Embiid on the low block, Simmons on the free throw setting screens, um, and then having Horford somewhere in the mid-range on the three-point line, maybe even alternate him and Embiid, do something like that. Have, like, Harris sitting on the three-point line, coming off screens on the baseline, coming off screens up in the three-point line. Um, I think they can do some pretty interesting stuff with that and get creative with that. Uh, but with Ben Simmons not being able to shoot, it just really makes it hard to come up with a, an effective offense with their roster. So, let me look for this dude's name. I totally forgot. Um, general manager, uh, it's, it's like, it starts with a W, it starts with a W, totally forgot, uh, well, I can't, I cannot find this dude's name, he's a rookie, he's from Washington, can I please find this dude's name, well, I forgot, he's from Washington, he's a small forward, he's a really good defender, um, if he can improve his shooting, he'll be a great acquisition for this team. Um, or a great, you know, I guess acquisition. A great rookie for this team, and he'll have a nice a nice role on this 76er squad. You know, I like, I like the addition of Josh Richardson. He's a lot cheaper than Butler. I mean, he's only going to be making $11 million in 2022, which is a great contract. He's a nice shooter. Um, he can create his own shot. He's a nice defender as well. So I like him at first price. That that's a great move for the 76ers, and I really like what they did. Um, really like their their offseason so far. Uh, you know, I, I I really do hate that they traded Landry Shamit and uh, or who else did they trade? Landry Shamit and who else to get Tobias Harris? Was it it wasn't Dario Saric? Was it no? Well, I just hate they traded Landry Shamit because I really would have liked to see him um, see what he could have done for the future with the 76ers because he's a really nice shooter, and I feel like they're going to need more of that this season because uh, that's something they really like. They do like shooting, and that's something they're going to miss, but they're going to have to find a way to win games without being able to, to shoot um, really efficiently. Moving on, let's talk about the, the Jazz. Because the Jazz have improved tremendously in this offseason. They went from Rookie Rubio being their starting point guard to Mike Conley. So they got Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell. They just signed Mohan Bogdanovich for, uh, from the Pacers. Um, they gave him a lot of money. Uh, but I really I like his fit in, in with the Jazz. Now Then they have, um, they have Rudy Gobert. And who's their power forward? Let's see what all moves they made. Or what other moves they've made so far. Uh, Ed Davis. They got Ed Davis, which is nice. I'm trying to think who their starting five is going to be. Because uh, for some reason, I might have a brain fart. Um, yeah, I can't, I, can't, I can't think of who their fifth or who their fourth guy is going to be. But like, that combo of uh, Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell... Bogdanovich and um, and Rudy Gobert, that's really nice. Um, I mean, they're, they're one of the top teams in the West. Uh, a, a lot of people were saying they're the best team in the West. I don't, I don't want to say that. 
I won't go as far as to say that, but um, they're easily one of the better teams in the West right now, and I expect them to be really good. And I think they can go um, to the second round, possibly a Western, in, into the Western Conference Finals and next year's playoffs. But I really like what they did trying to create a championship-caliber team. Uh, next up, let's talk about the Pacers. The Pacers really, really loaded up. Um, this season, they, they had it, they had a really rough season after losing Victor Oladipo. They still made the playoffs, but obviously they got bounced in the first round. Um, and that team went from having, they went from being, uh, being without Victor Oladipo to, they're going to bring him back next season. Then they signed, or they traded for Malcolm Brogdon. Um, then they agreed, they signed him to a four-year, $85 million deal, so he's nice. Um, that's a really nice defensive backcourt. Then, they signed Jeremy Lamb. Um, they lost Darren Collison to retirement, which was really surprising. And so they signed Jeremy Lamb. They made another move. They made another move. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, Jeremy Lamb. Uh, did they not do anything else? I could have swore they did something else. But, like, just signing and bring, like bringing in Malcolm Brogdon to be their starting point guard, I really like that. So now they have, um, they have Oladipo back, Brogdon, uh, Jeremy Lamb, TJ Warren. I forgot about that trade. They got TJ Warren, um, that Goga guy, Goga, is it Batazzi, Batazzi? Um, they drafted him from Georgia, not the college, Georgia, the country. Um, so they got a really nice roster. They loaded up a little bit, so I expect them to be um, one of the top seeds in the Eastern Conference next season. Um, but those those were some of the teams that I that I, I just really liked what they did um, yesterday in free agency. Oh, and before I move on, um, let's talk about the D'Angelo Russell Durant trade. This was insane. So yesterday, when Durant announced his decision. Uh, Brian Windhorst on the jump said that the Warriors and the Nets could possibly come to an agreement to do a signing trade where the Warriors send Durant to the Nets and the Nets sign D'Angelo Russell to the Warriors. I obviously didn't think I, I didn't think that was realistic at all, um, and I was going to be shocked if that actually happened. Turns out it was it actually happened. So now Russell is on the Warriors. Um, there's been talk about how the, the Warriors are going to eventually trade him, um, which I don't, I don't, I mean, that, that'd be crazy. But, I mean, it just so, shows that the Warriors are not done. Bob Myers is, is not going to just lay down um, and just, you know, sit and just like, you know, just say that, that the dynasty is over. No, he's still going to try to improve this team. Um, bringing in Russell just shows that he's committed to winning a championship and keeping this dynasty alive. I mean, I really like Russell Spit with the Warriors. I think he's going to be able to shoot catch it. Like, him, he's going to have this role where he just has a lot of catch-and-shoot threes. He's going to be able to create his own shot at times, come off screens, um, and just be a really nice shooter. Um, the, the Warriors will find find ways to use his uh, his ability, his vision and his ability, ability to facilitate, um, to do some creative creative things offensively. But I really like that move for the Warriors. It puts them in a in a, in a tough situation cap wise because they only have like nineteen million dollars. 
um, to fill nine spots, or maybe it's eight. It's like close close to nineteen million dollars to spill, to fill eight spots. Um, so they lost Iggy. They had to trade him. Um, and it's really. Um, I like the move for them. I like the fit, but like, I don't know what they're gonna do with the rest of their roster. Now moving on, I want to just talk about all. I want to look at all these all these um, signings. So Durant to the Nets, Kyrie to the Nets, Kimba Walker. Really like that four-year, one hundred forty-one million dollar deal. Um, I like that fit. I think he he is a better fit than Kyrie is uh, for the Celtics team. He's not as ball dominant, or not. I don't mean I don't mean that, but he's not. Um, his game is not does not uh, rely heavily on ISO sets. Um, he doesn't need to I to just um, you know ISO a lot like Kyrie does. Um, and I think him, um, I think he, he'll be able to move the ball more than Kyrie does. He's not a weirdo like Kyrie. Um, he's a better leader. I like this fit. Um, I think that was a really good signing. Clay Thompson, love this deal. Four-year, $190 million. I like that. Um, towards ACL, but I think he's going to be just fine. Um, I expect him to come back this season. And I expect if the Warriors are to make the playoffs as a lower seed, I think they can make a nice playoff run with Clay Thompson, D'Angelo Russell, and Steph Curry. Um, I really like that signing. Chris Stapps Porzingis to the Dallas Mavericks. Or no, sorry. He is he signed he agreed to a five year one hundred fifty eight million dollar deal with the Mavericks. Um, he had when he got traded from the Knicks to the Mavericks, he had I forgot he he had like some um, was he a restricted free agent? I, I forgot what happened, but he was a free agent this year. He re-signs with the Mavericks for uh, the Max. Jimmy Butler to the Heat. I really like that move by the Heat. Um, and the Heat are r- making some big moves here. Uh, getting Jimmy Butler to try to get Bradley Beal. And I think they've done a nice job of um, getting out of that really tough cap situation they're in. Because their team payroll last season was awful. They got rid of Hassan Whiteside. They traded him to Portland. Um, that was fantastic. They're trying to get rid of Gordon Dragic. They brought in Jimmy Butler to be their star. They're trying to get Bradley Beal. So I love what they're doing. Um, Chris Middleton. This, um, this is one of the most interesting deals yesterday. They're paying the Bucks are paying him around thirty-six million dollars, which is really expensive. Uh, Chris Middleton is worth. Uh, like 20 to like like 20 25 million dollars maybe close to 30 um, like around 28 he's not worth 36 million dollars um, and I, I think they overpaid they needed to keep him because he's such a huge part of their offense um, and I love that the Bucks were able to keep Middleton and Brooke Lopez but they really they overpaid by a lot to keep Middleton um, and this can come back to haunt them later on because this is a five-year deal um and farther down the road when he's 32 uh this deal it, it may it may just come back to bite him in the butt uh Nikola Vucevic at 28 years old four-year 100 million dollar contract I like it um I like I like Vucevic um I think he's a really nice big man he's an all-star 25 million dollars a deal at 28 years old for four years not bad really nice value deal um JJ Reddick to the Pelicans, $26.5 million a deal for two, 20, $26.5 million a year for two years. Not bad. Wait, no, that's not $26.5 a year. That's $26.5 over two years. So that's $13.25 um, a year. 
that's not bad. Um, nice value. He adds some shooting to that team, which they really need, so I really like that. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins hasn't decided where he's going to go. Um, it, I, it's pretty, it's pretty, like, set in stone that he's going to leave the Warriors because they cannot afford him. Julius Randle, three years, $63 million deal. Uh, $21 million is a little bit much, but I like him, and I think that he's shown that he has the potential to be a really nice player in this league, and I like his fit there. Burke Lopez, $52 million over, over four years. Um, at his age, that's a long time. That's a, a like, the length of this contract is a lot, um, especially for his age. Uh, but I like the money. That's, like, thir $13 million a year. Not bad. Um, it's a little high, in my opinion, uh, for him. But for what the market was going to be, I thought they got him for a little bit cheaper than, um, I think, a team like Atlanta... Uh, or, or not Atlanta, because Atlanta's not stupid enough to pay Brook Lopez $15 million. But a team like Sacramento, um, I thought they, they, or just some team that needs shooting, um, I thought they could have went after Brook Lopez and signed them for close to $15 million. Uh, the Orange and Jordan, I've already given my thoughts on that deal. I thought it was terrible. Uh, Harrison Barnes, four-year, $85 million. I really would have liked to see Harrison Barnes um, and like Portland or Denver, I think Harrison Barnes would have been a nice addition for the the Denver Nuggets. He would have added some scoring, some shot. Um, he would have been a shot creating small four, which I really, I really think the Nuggets need. Um, but instead, he signs a four-year, eighty-five million dollar deal with the Kings. A little overpriced, but you know he's a solid player. Marcus Morris. He's hadn't been signed yet. Patrick Beverly, three-year, $40 million deal. I like that. That's not bad. Nicola Mirotic, surprisingly playing in Spain next season, um, which really hurts the Bucks because he was a nice piece for them. Um, Ilya Ilyasova, you know, was playing more minutes than him in the playoffs, but I really, really like Nicola Mirotic. Uh, Thaddeus Young, three-year, $41 million. Do, thir, sorry, three-year, $41 million. Um, this is a deal that I'm iffy about. Three years is a long time. Um, you know, the money, to be a backup power forward, a backup forward, um, I'm not a huge fan of this deal, but I, I do like Thaddeus Young as a player. I just think the length of this contract is a little much. Then this deal, the Terry Rozier to the Charlotte Hornets. $58 million over three years. I don't like this at all. Um, Terry Rozier... Hadn't even started an entire season. He started uh, for the Celtics in their playoff run a few years back. But, you know, he hasn't, I mean, we haven't seen him as a full-time starter. Um, so, I, I really, I don't love this deal. And I don't understand why the Hornets, if they weren't going to offer Kimba Walker the max in free agency this whole time, I don't understand why they didn't just trade, uh, you know, trade Kimba at the trade deadline. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what the Hornets are doing. Um, the Hornets are in like cap space hell right now, so <laughs> they're in a rough spot. Um, and it, you know, in a few years, they're gonna have a ton of money available if they don't decide stupidly decide to resign some of the terrible contracts. Moving on, uh, Trevor Ariza signed with the Kings, two years, twenty-five million dollar deal. That was terrible. Um, too expensive for a guy who shot under thirty percent. Uh, wide on open threes for the Wizards. Hated that deal. 
Uh, Jonas Valanciunas, um, if he, I didn't really watch much of the Grizzlies last season, so I don't, I don't know if this is a great deal. Uh, three years, $45 million. I guess, I, if the Grizzlies want, if the Grizzlies want to start Brandon Clark, I don't see how this deal really makes a whole lot of sense. Um, but if they go ahead and start Valentunas and Jerry Jackson then bring Brandon Clark off the bench, then I, I think this deal is pretty good. Um, and that's, that's not a whole, that's not too bad. That's not a whole lot of money for Valentunas. And I actually really, I actually like the deal. Um, Ricky Rubio to the Suns, and they got their point guard they needed, um, but they overpaid. Three years, three years, $51 million. That is too much. I don't know what the Suns are doing, um, but yeah, that's too much. This whole offseason has been an, an absolute L for the Phoenix Suns. It's it's been tough. Tough scene here. Jeremy Land, three years, thirty one point five million dollars. Um he got paid after having a pretty a pretty nice season for the Charlotte Hornets. He was their second best scoring option at times. Um and I like him. Terrence Ross, he got a four year fifty four million dollar extension uh to stay with the Magic. I like that deal. Um, I think he would have been he would he would have been really nice for the Lakers. I think they uh, they overpaid a little bit, but he he's really really good and I like him. Rudy Gay, Rudy Gay, two years, thirty two million dollars. <clears throat> Not a huge fan of this deal, uh, but the resign him at at that age, two years is a nice length, uh, but thirty two million dollars is a lot for him. Uh, Bobby Portis hate this deal, two years, thirty one million dollars. Oh, the Wizards can actually match. Um, I I don't know if they will for that much money. Um, but yeah, I don't love that signing by the Knicks. Derrick Rose. This is one of my favorite deals so far. Like for in terms of value, um, two years, fifty million dollars for Derrick Rose is a really nice deal. He can be the starter or he can be the backup. At eight million dollars a year, close like seven point five million dollars. That's really nice value, and I really like that. Alfred Camino, he went to the Magic, um, signed a three-year, $29 million deal um, to join Orlando. Three years, that's like, that's close to $10 million. Um, he's a nice player, but there was times where he just was like useless in Portland in the playoffs because he can't shoot, and teams just were leaving him wide open. So paying him $9 million to do that is questionable. Um, but I do like him as a player, and I think he's nice. Rodney Hood, two years, $60 million. Um, a little bit much for a guy who only had really, one really good playoff game. Um, or, I mean, he, he wasn't phenomenal in the playoffs. Um, $8 million, you know, it's, it's cheaper in comparison to all these other deals. But that's a little bit much for Rodney Hood. But I do like the Portland Trailblazers bringing him back. Because it did show some some, some flashes of um, greatness in the playoffs. Dwayne Denman, I'm a Hawks fan. We lost him. I really wanted to bring him back, but I'm not bringing him back for $13 million. Heck no. Y'all can have him, Sacramento. Thank you. Uh, Robin Lopez, two-year, $10 million deal to go to the Bucks. I like that. Uh, then the Mavericks got Seth Curry. On a four-year, $32 million deals, $8 million a year for Seth Curry. I like it. I think that's really nice value. Thomas Bryant re-signed on a three-year, $25 million deal. Not bad. That's around uh, $8 million. Yeah, a little bit over $8 million. Not bad. George Hill, 
I really like this deal. Even though he's 33, three years, $29 million, that's nah, nah, under $10 million. So he went from making $19 million a year to $9 million, close to a little bit over $9 million. Really like that signing. Garrett Temple, two, he went to the Nets. Um, I forgot the Nets signed him. For two years, $10 million. I don't know much about Garrett Temple. Uh, I'm going to go for $5 million. It can't be too bad. Uh, then DeMarvin Carroll signed with the Spurs on a two-year $13 million deal. Not terrible. He's an okay player. Um, Tosh Gibson, I don't love this deal. $10 million a year for Tosh Gibson. I'll, I'll, you know, you know I'll, I'll pass. Um, Ed Davis, $10 million a year for two years. Not bad. I really like this signing by the Jazz. Um, Ed Davis is a nice player, a good rebounder, rim protector. I really like him. Uh, Mike Muscala is joining the Thunder, but the um, the terms are not on here. It just says reportedly agreed to a deal. Then Mike Scott on a two-year, $9.6 million deal. I like it. That's uh, under $5 million a year. Really like it. Mario Hizonia. This is I'm I'm I love this signing, a one-year minimum deal. Uh, he signed a one-year minimum deal to join the Portland Trailblazers, and I really like that deal. I think that is fantastic for him. Um, I think he's got a lot of potential, and I really like Hazonia. And for the minimum, I love that signing. Reggie Bullock uh, joins the Knicks on a two-year, twenty-one million dollar deal. That is ten ten point five million dollars. Dang, that is expensive for Reggie Bullock. Yeah, I don't like that. Okay, the Knicks. What are y'all doing? I don't. That that just doesn't make sense. Um, no, I don't love that signing at all. Things. It's just it, that's just too much for Reggie Bullock in my opinion. But anyway, that's what has happened so far. Um, in 2019 NBA free agency. Um, you know, if any anything else happens, you know, I'll be back on the podcast. Uh, me and Thomas should be back later this week. Uh, we'll have another podcast ep- episode up. Um, anyway, I hope you enjoyed this, this, and I will see y'all next time. Peace.